Hello and welcome to the first Fastener Talk of 2022, presented by Fastener and Fixing Magazine. I am still the editor and host, Will Lowry, and with me is the fish to my chips, it's the delightful deputy editor, Claire Aldridge. Hi, Claire. I thought we might start the year with a fresh start and none of those silly, silly similes, but hey. Hello, Will. Happy New Year. Did you have a nice break? Yes, it was good, thanks, to just recharge the batteries. Although you always have the knowledge that there is a big January issue to work on once we get back. Yeah, that's true. I feel like we've really started strong again this year. Uh, The January issue is a bumper issue. Uh, On that note, why don't you start us off with industry news? Yep, and one of the biggest news stories that happened last year was right at the end of the year in November, when the European Commission published to interested parties its general final disclosure document for the AD676 case on imports of certain iron ore steel fasteners in the People's Republic of China. This showed that the European Commission intends to apply definitive anti-dumping duties of up to 89.8%. Whilst this is a disclosure sorry, of the European Commission's intentions rather than the final regulation, it does show that the Commission intends to apply definitive duties. Later in December, the European Commission disclosed its additional conclusions, which included only a small reduction of duty rates between 1.8 and 3.3%, which still makes the top duty rate 86.5%. Further details and information is included within the January edition of Fastener and Fixing magazine. Just to add, according to the Commission, the duties are to be imposed by the 17th of February 2022 at the very latest. Before that, the governments of the EU member states will vote on the definitive measure. Of course, you can keep up to date with the latest information as it happens on fastenerandfixing.com as well as subscribing to our newsletter, which includes breaking news about all the latest developments within anti-dumping and the industry. News articles don't get much bigger than that, do they? Not really. I know when we broke the news on the website, we had thousands of people visiting the site at one time. So, yeah, moving on to our feature articles for this issue, who do we have on our cover story? For our cover story this issue, we have Nordlock, and it focuses on how the company has continued its expansion plans during the COVID-19 pandemic, alongside which it has introduced new machinery, enhanced processes and additional personnel. The article also looks at how the manufacturer of the original wedge-locking washers started in the remote town of Matmar in Sweden and became a global supplier that prides itself on availability and fast delivery worldwide as much as it does on the high quality of its products. As well as working on the cover story, you've been hard at work with our special feature, the Janus Perspective. Can I go out on a little whim here and allow you to break the rules once again by suggesting that the special feature in its entirety is your editor's pick? Yes, that's right. It has to be really, doesn't it? Every two years, we invite the leading players from within the fastener and fixing industry to give us their thoughts on the previous year and the opportunities that lie ahead in the future. This is always a popular feature within our readership, as nowhere else will you find such a detailed anthology from such prominent figures. I would personally like to thank everybody who has submitted an article in what is a very busy and challenging period for us all. With nearly 40 articles, there are too many companies and associations involved to name them all, but 
articles cover every facet of the industry, such as distribution, manufacturing, machinery, coatings, as well as reports on individual countries, including China, Taiwan, India, Brazil and Turkey. It is a must-read for anyone involved with fasteners and fixings. I agree. It really is an in-depth look into the industry. Uh, You've done a good job, Will. Uh, Before I give you a break, though, we also have a must-read article on circumvention from Phil Matten, right? Yep, another big topic. And Phil has a very blunt warning for importers. Whether they knowingly or unknowingly receive circumventing products, they will sooner or later be caught and have to pay heavy back duties. With the possible introduction of anti-dumping duties, as there seems to be by the end of February, there will be situations where circumvention and the risks of it are going to happen. Phil also explains how companies need to be hyper alert at these risks. It is well worth a read for anybody who is going to be importing from outside of Europe. For sure. Okay, now to give you a bit of a rest, Will, let's talk about what I've been working on this issue. As always, the magazine is packed full of feature articles focusing on specific product areas in the fastener industry. In construction fixings, we have the chemical anchors and resins feature, which has articles from Klimas Rep Met on chemical anchors versus mechanical anchors, looking at the importance of the selection and installation process of an anchor, as well as what's important when determining the correct choice of anchor. We also have an article from Italian company Bosson looking at the benefits of chemical anchors over mechanical ones. TechFee also highlights its range of chemical anchors and explains why the company strongly believes in the advantage of reducing edge distances and spacing without pre-stressing the base material. As well as this, we also have the supply chain management feature, which in the current climate is important reading. Jason Bader, managing partner at the distribution team, looks at whether or not technology can help us get through the current labour crisis that many companies are facing. Also, Marcus Jeffrey from European supply chain management provider Invanti explains what supply chain management actually is and why it's vital to businesses. These types of systems are of even more importance at the moment with so many challenges when it comes to supply and stock. Absolutely, Will. Uh, That's not all, though. In application technology, we also have an aerospace fasteners feature. Ian Parker talks about how electric planes will begin to challenge fasteners as airlines recover from the post-pandemic period and deal with environmental concerns. Ian points out that the industry will be looking at very different planes in the future and discusses how aerospace fasteners will be impacted. And lastly, but no means least, we have a torque wrench feature in the products and tools section. We have articles from Crane Electronics, Jador, Sykes Pickover, to name just a few, all showcasing their latest torque tools innovations. Uh, Norbar Torque Tools also explains how it worked together with London Underground's tool supplier to create a unique torque tool for mounting bolts on the trains on the Victoria Tube Line. Over 100 editorial pages for the first issue of the year. It's going to be a hard act to follow. I think so, but as always, we'll do our best to try. Uh, Don't forget, we also have our Fastener Machinery Spotlight feature in the March edition coming up, uh, which is just in time for the potential wire show in Dusseldorf, which I'm sure will be hugely popular with machine building companies. 
that also reminds me that if any companies listening who are exhibiting have any new products they'll be showcasing please send us your press releases to editor at fasterandfixing.com with that it's goodbye from him and it's goodbye from her Mm -hmm.